Jacob. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out the current job openings at gainatrucking.com. You can always call or text the show at 402-464-5685. And watch on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. I had the chance to show Harrison and Sip during the break the uh, Olay tackle attempt by Teddy Bridgewater against Darius Slay. Jake originally called it an underlay. <laughs> no, got, here's what happened. Got my words here's what happened. He went Teddy Bridgewater, who was the who was the guy that was returning it? Darius Slay. Darius Slay. He originally said Ole, and then when Slay went by him, he went underlay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Slay yeah. and Slay uh, took it to the house. This is a problem. We have a problem in Denver. We have a problem in sports. What do you do with Teddy Bridgewater now if you're if you're Denver? Because Harrison agreed with me. I think you agreed with me. Teddy Bridgewater is severely compromised as a leader at this point. Quarterback is supposed to be the position that leads the team. Adrian would have laid that oh, guy out. Yes, he would. He would have at least gone for the tackle. Yeah. If he didn't make, he would have gone for it. Yeah. Adrian would have laid that guy out. Well, most quarterbacks would, to be fair. Most. Yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah. So Teddy Bridgewater is, in my opinion, severely compromised now because that film is going to be played all day long. You said it was worse than what you thought it was yeah, going to show. Yeah, it was worse. It, it, for people that haven't seen it, describe it again, Jake. You're our NFL This is the last play of the third quarter. The, the Broncos are going in for a first down. It's fourth down. Melvin Gordon runs the football, gets the first down, but fumbles it. 20-13. to 13. Yeah, and in the Eagles, deep in Eagles territory. Denver's down 2013. They had just gotten to the Eagles' 20-yard line on this fourth-down conversion. So Darius Slay picks up the fumble, defensive back for the Eagles. He takes like a couple seconds to even find a spot to run, then goes around the outside, gets yards. At the 50-yard line, Teddy Bridgewater's there with a couple different Broncos, and he's got the best chance to make the play. He's got a shot at it. He's the last guy that can save the play. Yeah. And he, if he just re- reaches out, he's going to make the tackle or at least you know, just push dive him. at his feet, do just something. Dive at the guy's and he feet. just lets him go. He puts like a fake shoulder shimmy in it's there. It's really sad. And there goes Darius Slay for what ended up being the you know the game winning touchdown. If you see it, it'll it's jarring to watch. If for people who haven't seen it, it's jarring. It's bad. I just don't know what you do with it. Now, now I know what people are thinking right now. They're driving their cars to work, etc. You're overdoing it, Sip. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, this is this is a team also that's that's fighting for the you know, it's still early and it's November, but they're a playoff contender right now. I think they're a fake. They're not they're not real. They'll they'll slip up, and they won't get there, but they have they're five and five. Well they're they, right there. They have a fake at quarterback. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, I don't know what you do. It's not a good look for Denver. And they it's lose thirty to thirteen because your quarterback gave up on a play. Now, what's the defense? 
You got you have to formulate well, a defense. Teddy Bridgewater has been injured a lot of his NFL career. You know, he had the nasty injury that took him out of the Vikings, and he okay. missed two years because of that injury. Okay. Goes to New Orleans. That's it. New Orleans is a backup, and he comes in places. You know, places Drew Brees who got hurt and played well, and that's why he got a contract with the with the Panthers. Then he goes now to the to the Broncos, but he's been he's had injuries his entire career. Who's but Broncos backup, Drew Locke, okay. who started the last two years. Is it so? It's probably not a situation where the coach is told. Now it's possible. I'm trying to think of defenses for Teddy Bridgewater right now. One defense might be his coach has told him under no circumstances do you tackle anybody. That it, it's possible he was told. I, that. I, I hope I, I don't have all the the press conference stuff afterward. I don't have any audio, but right. I, I I hope that that question was asked or something about hey, what happened on the Teddy lack of tackle? Is it possible his coach has instructed him under no circumstances do you try to make a tackle in a game because we need you as our starting quarterback? But they but they don't because Drew Locke is not good, but he's serviceable. Like that guy is is capable of winning a football game. Yeah, I'm trying to think of defenses. That's all I'm doing. Like if you're down to if you had no backup quarterback, like you're you have injury problems, like COVID's an issue. Yeah. All right, maybe I, I it's still bad, but I understand if that premise is set. That's not the premise though in Denver. Drew Locke, you know, he still wants that job. Yeah, just because he tries to make a tackle, it doesn't mean necessarily he's going to get hurt doing it. All he had to do was dive at the guy's feet. You, you could save your team's and chance is, to win the game. Yeah, and this is not a linebacker running down the field, right? This is a defensive back, right? Yeah, that's defense. That, yeah, not that's that a defense. Big. He's not, not big at big all. He's guy. not a big guy. No, no. You're not no. tackling a defensive lineman no. or a big linebacker. No. That was a defensive back, right. a small one. No excuses there. Four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. All right. So all right. Nebra- Nebraska plays Wisconsin this Saturday. Two thirty kick in Camp Randall. You and I will both be at the game. You'll be covering it. I'll just be attending it. <laughs> I got. I, I got to get mentally adjusted. To the fact that you're going to be there. Yeah. Um, all right. You're going to be there. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'll be there. Right, I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be 45 degrees. That's not too bad. No, that's it's, too not, bad. it's not 20 degrees like it yeah, has has yeah, been up. Wear there. your muffler. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress a lot differently than I did in Miami. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Yeah. More more layers. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious. Okay. We talked about this earlier. I want to get a little deeper dive to it now. Is this Nebraska team going to play spoiler the next two weeks, or are we going to see a team that's just ready for the season to end? Good question. You you have two teams. The next two opponents are both fighting for the division. Wisconsin and Iowa right now are tied. I mean, <clears throat> Wisconsin has the tiebreaker with the head to head. They they beat Iowa mm-hmm. and they control their own destiny. But if they if Nebraska were to beat Wisconsin this Saturday, mm-hmm. all of a sudden Iowa's back in the driver's seat if they beat Illinois mm-hmm. this upcoming weekend. Yeah, and I believe Minnesota would be. Would Minnesota be, back, be back if be they back if they it. win. Yeah. they're back in the hunt. Yeah, Minnesota's only has three losses, and they still have Wisconsin. Iowa would be in good shape. But anyway, anyway, and when you say those teams are fighting, Wisconsin and Iowa, they are fighting. I mean, they are fighting. I watched them both back to back games on Saturday. They are brawling right now. I mean, you're going to get two teams that. Yeah, they both have designs on winning the West. Both of them are in it. Wisconsin's got the upper hand, and they're playing like a team that wants badly to win the Big Ten. Wisconsin has righted itself. Now, as far as Nebraska goes, yeah, you have the concerns because you know all but one of your offensive staff is gone. You wonder how that will affect the guys. We'll find out a little bit more today from them at the Monday press conference. Yeah, I mean – as we covered in the first hour, though, Nebraska has never gone away this year. 
They've never gone away, right? They no, showed up no, every Saturday. Yeah, every game they've been in. Yeah, they showed up every Saturday. I get it. They didn't play with as much fervor as anybody would like against Minnesota. Probably you'd Purdue. say Purdue, except that was on Adrian's shoulders. Illinois, for sure. Yeah, Illinois. I mean, I don't know if it was an issue against Illinois that they didn't show up with enough intensity. They got out coached for sure. That game and they was didn't thirty play, to nine at one point. They didn't play well. They lost. You know, that was another Adrian. Um, he lost a fumble. Purdue. I thought they showed up to play Purdue, but Adrian had four turnovers. They were minus four mm. in the turnover mm. category against Purdue. Can't do I, that. I'm just illustrating. I don't know if it was be. I don't know that they didn't show up to play. They were, but they were minus four, and that kills you. Um, so, I think they will show up to play. I've watched Wisconsin three full games. I am not. I am impressed, but not blown away. Not blown away by Wisconsin at all, especially offensively. Now, Mertz. Completed his first nine balls against Northwestern on Saturday and, and seems to have found some confidence for sure. But, you know, Wisconsin's Wisconsin. They're down to one running back. I mean, they got more than one, but Braylon Allen is their guy. Chesma Lucy's hurt, and he's mm. done for the season. Okay, so they, they lean hard on Allen, and I'm telling you, Jake, half the time he gets up limping. He's got some kind of right leg issue, and I don't know what it is. But he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's got six straight 100-yard games now. They have found And they've won six straight games. Right. But they're not like anything like even Purdue at receiver. I mean, it's still the same cast of guys. Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis. They arguably have the best tight end in the league, though, and Jake Ferguson. And he's good. I don't know who's a better tight end. It's a really good tight Austin end. Allen. It's a really good tight end. Through league. to Austin Allen. Yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's a really good tight end league, and Ferguson's really good. Um, so it's just their defense, and they call their linebackers death row, which I doubt. <laughs> which I doubt is in the media guide. Um, Leo Chanel is really good. Yeah, he's, he is a he is a, a stud. He is a linebacker, and he weighs two sixty. I. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's the truth. He's 6'2", 261. He's fast, too. Yeah. He's kind of a bullet. Yeah. So the issue, here's the issue as I see 260? it. 260? He's 260. I, I did not know he was he's that big. Two, I knew he was big. He's 6'2", 261. Yeah. And he's got speed. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's, he's a, not stuck in concrete. He's a certain here. NFL player. So the, the issue you have with Wisconsin's defense is this. And again, I've watched him three times. Now think about this. Think about this with Nebraska's offensive line. The problem is, and this they do this against virtually everybody, they, because they're so good up front, they often just rush three or four and get to the quarterback. Now, why is that a problem? Because there's seven and eight guys back in coverage. So there's there's it's hard to get throw to anybody. Yeah. And you said they allow 211 yards per game? Yeah, total. Total this is and that's not passing. They allow, that's total that's total yeah. for the season. They allow 55.7 rushing yards per game. That leads the country easily. Yeah, they're a bear on defense. And but but I but but the key is they don't have to blitz. They do blitz sometimes, but they don't have to really very often. Because they can get home with 3 sometimes. They get home with 4, 7 in coverage. Now, Adrian 
Okay, so Adrian, now think about what we're dealing with. Adrian always is under pressure, and he will be under pressure a lot in this game. The, the problem is he doesn't always make great decisions. So the turnover factor is fresh in your mind. Yeah. Uh, and that could produce the 10-point outcome. That could do it. Yeah, that's, I'm still a little surprised that you're surprised about a 10-point out. I'm a little surprised. Spread. Just because if you switch the conversation. Their offense isn't playing great. They have the last few games. They lean. They, they, they beat Rutgers 52-3, to and Rutgers just came back and pounded Indiana. That's true. I can't deny like that. If, if they were done for the season, no, they came back the next week and just pounded a they team. They scored 35 on Northwestern. They're scoring. They scored 30 on Purdue. Um, what else do you need? Yeah, they're, 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 they're fine. They figured it out. Well, they're not great. Graham Mertz is not, you know, causing them losses anymore. No, he's found it. Um, kind of gets out of the he's way. Found a little he bit. Just of a gets group. out of the way. And what he does point. is he works the middle of the field well. Like they're not, I, they're not, you know, between them. I guess you would say between the numbers. I'd almost say between the hashes. I mean, he's, that's where he's really found it. Um, ah. Uh, Ten still seems high to me. I have faith in Nebraska's defense. But what would defense. you put the spread at? What, what well, should it be? I have faith in Nebraska's defense to keep it close. I would have put it like six. Six seems more reasonable to me than ten. I think ten's fine. Seventeen to seventeen to Seven. six. Seventeen to six. You could see that, Something couldn't like you? That. Yeah, yeah, I could. I missed extra point <laughs> or two field two. Yeah, more likely a missed extra point than. Two made field goals. Yeah, see, Nebraska is going <laughs> to have to win it probably with field goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good joke. Hey, by the way, did you see there's a five star kicker in Nebraska? What? Yeah, there is a five star field goal kicker in the state of Nebraska in high school. Really? What's his name? Uh, I'm going to figure that out real quick. I don't have it pulled up at this point, but I do know there is a five star kicker Very in the awkward. state. Okay, uh, Simon McClannan. Mm hmm. He is a five-star kicker at Millard South. Number three kicker in America, apparently. Can you put him in Connor Culp's he uniform too. and just say it's Connor Culp? <laughs> this guy, this kid graduates in 2023, so I, I would hope Nebraska's all over him. Yeah, that was a little bit, um, that was insensitive. I was just kidding around. Right, it's fine. Uh, five, yeah, Simon McClannan. I guess we didn't know about him until right now, this weekend. Five-star kicker, number three in the country. He's also an, a four-and-a-half-star punter. That fixes both problems. It goes back to it's your Alex Henry, it's your Brett Maher. Get them both at one time. You don't have to worry about Christop it. Christop hasn't been that bad. No, but if he's not a four-and-a-half-star punter. No. And this, I've seen, I watched some highlights of when I, I had some time in the airport this Gosh, weekend. You did. And I watched some highlights. This cat, he has a good leg. He's got a good leg. Say his name again. Simon McClannan. He is a five-star kicker from Millard South and a four-and-a-half-star punter. What else do you do in the airport? <laughs> Um, you know, I was... Did you guys find a restaurant? Is this Chicago? Yeah, I ate at Chili's. Oh, yeah. You know, you know Chili's does breakfast in the airport. <laughs> I bet that's wonderful. Um, it was good. Oh, it was actually really good. Was it? it was really good. Yeah. Chili's in the Chicago Dude, I was, airport. I was, I, was, I was in this one wing of the airport that it... I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's Terminal 1, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yeah. Have you been to Terminal 1 I'm, in, in I O'Hare? Get I, get, I get where you're going Holy crap. This. Like, it, Is it a little they, third world? No, it was, it was actually great because there was nobody over there. It's yeah. like it's a bunch of tiny planes. Like yeah. it was planes going. One was going to Detroit though, so it should have been that small. Huh. Uh, but like they have, they have this one little long, you know, you know, you go through the corridor. Yeah, yeah. So you even get to your plane basically. 
um, and it they have four gates all at one spot. Like this one, yeah. this one yeah. opening is for four different gates: B twenty one through B twenty five. I think I've been there. Very, it's awesome. There's nobody over there. There's nobody over. There's there. a Chili's though. No, that wasn't. You know, it was a little bit further. Yeah, that was that's still Terminal One though. Okay. We had to walk a little bit further to our actual destination. You got a lot of studying in though, huh? I did. Yeah, I prepped the show and. Is there? What are you wondering? Like if now Adrian Martinez, I don't know that there'll be a big player presence at Nebraska's Monday news availability. But Adrian, I'm sure, will be there. Adrian Martinez. What would you want to ask Adrian about? You know, not having Mario Verduzco with him. Is there any specific question? How does how does that affect your preparation? Would be a very simple. Well, think, question. Here, here, think about this though. What if Adrian comes out and plays really well? Well, I mean, he's still being coached. You know, he, yeah. But what is is there a chance he was being overcoached though? Oh, I don't want to do. I'm not this. trying to put that in Mario's. I'm not, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to you know put words out there. But if like that. But if if he comes out the next two games and it just looks like a world beater. You're gonna to have to ask yourself: Was there too much going on there from what he was being told? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's the what if game. It's right. you know, yeah. again, I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Well, it would be, it would be. Let's face it. Let's just be real. If he comes out against Wisconsin's defense and and is 17 for 20 for 270 yards and runs it 12 times for 90, nothing will make sense in this world, right? Uh, if Nebraska wins and they score 20. Eight plus points, nothing will make With sense. Four replacement assistant right. coaches on yeah, offense, nothing will make sense. No. Frost. Now we haven't talked about this, but the thing I'm wondering is how Frost handles all this. I know where Frost was on Friday. He was watching. He was watching Dylan Rayola throw seven touchdown passes in a game in Texas. Uh, Dominic's son. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, think about what Frost is doing right now. <clears throat> he's hiring staff. He's recruiting. And he's getting ready to face the top defense in the country. Now, that's a, that's a heavy load. He's done this before to a certain extent. Remember when he took the Nebraska job? I'm about ready to sneeze. Um, When he took the Nebraska job and he was still coaching UCF? Mm-hmm. Coached him to a bowl game and was recruiting for Nebraska. They won. Yeah. I imagine it's something like that, you know, where the plate is incredibly full right now. He has to hire the staff. He's presumably in the midst of that. He's They have to be gearing up or recruiting at a pretty intense pace right now. And, oh, by the way, you have two hardcore games in front of you. And and I'm it's I don't know you were in Miami, I was on my couch, and I was struck by the level of intensity I saw from Wisconsin and Iowa. Th- these teams are yeah. all out to win. Uh, that's why the I'm, West. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that you're surprised right. by a ten point spread. I understand. I understand where you're coming. Nebraska from. has played really good football this year. That's they the haven't won a lot they of don't games. Go away. They don't go away. They but Wisconsin's away. on a little bit more of a mission right now than, than a Nebraska little bit is. more of a mission. They are on a mission. Yeah, they are and on that, a mission. That matters. Those I know, and this is what I wrote today. I want you. I want to ask you this. We could save it for tomorrow. Maybe I'll just ask you on a very preliminary basis. I think the standard for Nebraska right now, a good standard for Nebraska now and going forward, is be in position to win the West with a few games to go every year, and that's Have like the nine-win threshold now that, that of yesteryear. 
that yeah. wasn't good enough for a while. Now it, it is. is. It is. Now yeah. if you're just I agree. if you're just in mid-November with a chance to win the West, that means you're bowl eligible pretty much. That means that you're playing meaningful games in November, late November, mid-November to late November. Is that too much to ask for now and going forward? Well, now this year it's over, but I mean next year. Just be in the hunt. Can you like be- Purdue and Minnesota were this week? Yeah. The the question you have to ask then is when you get there, are people going to accept that as the new standard? I say, wonder. Or are they going to say, well, now we're going now we expect to you know Win be be Ohio State? Do you can, well, can no. you yeah, can it, it that's a reasonable standard? Can people accept that and say that once you get there, this is what you still expect? Right. I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think Nebraska fans right now are going to say they're going to pound the table and say we have to win the West every year. Uh, no, I don't know if there'll ever be a, a ever be a situation like that. Now Wisconsin is trying to make their fifth Big Ten championship game since they went to West and East divisions in 2014. Mm-hmm. They've been the most regular team. Wisconsin, uh, Northwestern's been there. Um, and I was been there, I think. Um, but Wisconsin's, you know, they're they're the standard bearer in the Big Ten West. But I don't. So I don't think Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska fans. There's going to be a point anytime soon where they demand that Nebraska wins the West every year. I just don't. I think those. I think when you have five losing seasons in a row, that's what we're talking about. Five. Um, Five. Yeah, I think that organically the standards have dropped, and I don't think we'll rush back into a unrealistic expectations mode. Yeah, I don't think we will. Well, I I think yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't go that way. No, the, the league's too tough. It is. There's no. There's hardly any built-in no, wins like no, there used to be. No, because Northwestern was bad this year, but they always bounce back, right? They're bad this year. They always bounce back. Illinois is now respectable with Brett Bielema. Rutgers is now good. Yeah, yeah. Look at the bottom. There's no easy wins. Yeah, the bottoms. We thought Michigan State was going to suck this year, and they're a top ten team. Yeah, I, I, I. We forget that in that magazine I had. What, what magazine was Lindy's? That? Probably. Yeah, Lindy's. They were Michigan State was picked to finish four. They were picked as the fourteenth team in the Big Ten in Lindy's preseason magazine. Fourteenth, Jake. Fourteenth. That was a very wrong prediction. Jeez. Before we get to break, uh, if you need a win because Nebraska hasn't won a lot in football this year, if you need a win this holiday season, guys, the Magical Lights of Sewer can offer you that win. They have an awesome show starting from Black Friday to December 20th. It's 20 minutes long on Half Mile Loop in Seward. They have traditional music. They've got uh, new music as well. It's an awesome time. The coolest light show in the state. And right now, we're going to give away one pass to that. It's 20, usually, it's 20 bucks a ticket to get in. You can still do that at MagicalLightsOfSewer.com slash ticket. But right now, caller 6 at 402-464-5685. We'll get their win for the holidays via the Magical Lights of Sewer. Again, you can reserve your pass and your time there. Black Friday through December 20th in Sewer, the coolest light show in the area bar none. If you don't win today, though, 20 bucks a ticket can be bought at MagicalLightsOfSewer.com slash ticket. But right now, Caller 6 will win one free pass. Compliments of us here and Magical Lights of Seward. So 464-5685, call for that right now. 
When we come back, I want to get to more of uh, what, what happened to Purdue this weekend. Ohio State found themselves again. Discuss that more next on Early Break in the Ticket.